joining us again on the raw food health empowerment podcast okay you're very welcome i'm so, happy to be back happy to be back to talk on the topic uh, that you uh, that you have for us to discuss see yes. if i will have any great um, input to your audience yeah and i'm sure you will um i just want to set up this conversation right so about a month ago we released a podcast episode on how to start a health food store, right? Because we have so many communities, especially in black and brown communities, low-income neighborhoods that are food deserts. They don't even have a grocery store. But if we can imagine a culture of health, I feel like let's shoot for the stars, let's shoot for the moon, right? So instead of just having a grocery store in these neighborhoods, we could open up health food stores. So everyone can have access to organic produce, to healthy foods, raw vegan entrees, herbal supplements, all the things, right? Like the best that you know we have to offer in the marketplace to help us be our healthiest selves. And I was thinking about to Earth Healing Cafe, which had a lot of these things, but we didn't have a grocery store, right? But if I were to do Earth Healing Cafe again, knowing what I know now, I would buy the building first before even starting the business. So buy the property and house the business and I could have some other wellness business within that property. Um, and now there's a whole movement in the community to buy back the block. Have you heard of it? No, I, I heard that buy back, I mean, um, build, build, build back. Oh, build back better. better that's, yes. that's, that's in politics with Biden and all that. Right. But on, exactly. on the grassroots level, community folks are talking about buy back the block. And that's coming from uh, people of color in our communities. We want to ha oh, have ownership in our communities. We want to decide what goes into our communities and have, grow some wealth for ourselves, you know? Um, so, and I love this conversation. We can vision what we want and be strategic about not only what we're serving our community, but how we're doing it so it's sustainable. So we, we not only provide great 
services and offerings, but do it in a way that grows our own wealth, grows our family's wealth, and we have wealth to pass down generation to generation, and we can finance the change that we want to see, you know, in our communities. So as I was thinking about this, I'm like, who do I know that's actually gone through the process of purchasing commercial property? And of course, you came to mind. So I would love for you to talk about your personal experience on that, that journey. Like, like, how does one even go about you know, buying commercial property? Like what, if you have the thought, what, what would be your tips on like what to prepare, like how to even strategize the planning before, before doing something like that? Or when I started, um, it was maybe say about 40 years ago, I was dead bent on finding uh, uh, um, to buy a, an apartment, a commercial building. Um, how did I um, came up with that idea? I came up with the idea because I was preparing, I had money saved and the money that I had saved was supposed to, uh, for me to go to um, flying school. I was going to learn to fly um, airplane. Well, I learned something new yeah. every day. <laughs> yeah, and um, that is I, random. <laughs> I, I, I was I was talked into it by um by a friend of mine who work was working with um Air Jamaica, and both of us were in the in the military. So he started working on Air Jamaica as a your your um a plane mechanic. And then he said, he works on the plane. He said, Dudley, you should fly the plane. So I said, okay, that sounds good. But then when I started looking into it deeply, I realized that these planes were crashing too often. Every time you look around, you hear a plane crash here, a plane crashed here. So a lot of those planes were crashing. And I said, I don't think I want to do this. I started, it, it made me start to look back at him and say, what, is there something I have that he wants? Why he wants me to do flying, you know? He's trying to set so, you up. <laughs> yeah. So then I said, no, let me look for something else. And I started looking into real estate. And that's when I started going on the hunt to, to look for buildings. So every weekend I would drive around and go into the areas where there's a lot of big buildings and I'll go in and I'll look for the, the super, find out if even, even there's no sign on the building, I'll go in and ask about it. Basically, I did some misstep in the beginning because that's not, oh, you, you, you basically should go about these things. You know what I mean? You should, first thing you should even find a real estate salesperson to walk you through the process. But uh, while doing that, I start to learn. Because this one who said, no, they're not, you know, they, the owner, when, when can I see the owner? No, you won't see the owner. It doesn't come here maybe but once a month or, and that and that and so forth. And then I start to um, explain to some of the super what I want to do. And they were able to show me around and, and was explaining to me, this is a big, task I'm take would be taken on because they showed me the pipes, these big pipes and all, and the, the boiler system. And I start to look and I say, wow, this is really big. So at that point, after 
checking out a few, I started looking the paper and then I started to go around checking out some of them. And then I still couldn't find any. Then I decided to go see a real estate broker. I went and I saw this guy and I spoke with him and he said, no, I didn't have anything right now, but you know, I'm gonna look into it. Let me look into it and so forth. The next thing, um, about two days after, I got a call from him. He says, listen, just after you left here, this gentleman come here and, and, and gave me a listing. And he, he said, this is a good deal. This is a good deal, Dudley. I went and I met with him and I, he explained to me the situation and I went and I looked at the building. The building is a nice big building. It's a 37 family building. Um, it looks nice from outside, the structure, everything is brick, all brick. It's in the Crown, in Brooklyn, in the Crown Heights area. And I'm looking at it and I said, wow, this is good. Now he had some figures. He started to show me the figures, how much income the building is bringing. And now the expense of course was, uh, was wasn't that great. So I start to compare the, the income and the expense. And, and then he's telling me that there are a certain amount of apartments that are empty. So by that, I said, all right, so I'll go for it. So I met with the owner. The owner definitely wanted to see uh, who was, who, who, who was going to buy the building because it's a Jewish man who owned the building. And this area now is changing. This section of the, this area, it, it was, uh, you know, it was predominant. Well, a good part of the area was Jewish. But then over this, this side here, it was changing. You had a lot of Spanish and you have a lot of Black Americans. And, and so I spoke with him and he explained to me that he tried to sell it to one person already. And the person, um, forfeit the agreement and, and it didn't work. Uh, so he did, just didn't want to, to do the same thing with another person. But he in, it was very difficult for uh, you to go to the bank now to get a loan to purchase a building such as that, commercial building. So it was always good when you're buying that building and the, the owner, decide to be the bank and hold the mortgage. So he would hold the mortgage. So every month you would just have to pay him. So I was fortunate with that. Because with commercial building, you got to have a good percentage, especially rental commercial building. You got to have a good amount of money as a down payment. What's you, a good amount? Not, it's, it, you, you need a minimum of say, uh, even 30%. And when I say commercial building, I'm talking about big buildings. I'm not talking about four family and um, like and three family. Those, those buildings are small. I'm talking about units of 30 or 20, 20 and upwards, mm -hmm. those units. Because those, those, those buildings now, right now, run into the millions. So, so for, so, okay. So for the smaller size commercial properties, how much down payment do you think well, you would need about 30%, 30%. Uh, Even for the for, smaller uh, ones? For the smaller, uh, yes. You're going to need so about how, a 
So when you when you look at these commercial properties, though, especially like if you're in New York, so let's say I wanted to buy a property on Jamaica Avenue, right, which those properties, um, I mean, I don't know if they would be on the smaller end or because I don't know what the parcels are like, but 30% is a lot of money. So like, yeah. how are you getting this money together? Can you do it with no money? Like okay. if you have no money? <laughs> Well, you see, that's that's a good question. Now, while I, um, all that no money down business, I never know anything about it. Uh, uh, I I never didn't know anything about it until I eventually get into real estate fully and 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 become knowledgeable about real estate, because I was just a new person stepping into something. Uh, I, 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 as an investor, basically, I was I was going in as an investor. So uh, there is such a thing as no money down, but it does not always work to the to the personal advantage, and unless it is uh, in a really undeveloped area. When I say undeveloped area. Uh, an area that is run down and is not attractive. Uh, it's hard to, to liquidate any, any funds from, uh, from, from that investment, from that building. In other words, even if you have the building and it's worth a million dollars, you probably could even get 10% of that to borrow off it because of the area that it is in. That's how it was back then. Um, but during the time while I was in the real estate business, now I become a licensed real estate broker and I learned all the ins and outs of real estate. I realized that there are some um, situations that you can get uh, no money down. However, these are, these are you just, it's, it's, it's a luck of the draw. In, in situations, sometimes it's about negotiating. Uh, when I say negotiating, the person who's looking to sell is willing to, to give you that uh, opportunity. But although it's an opportunity, he's going to, you're going to have to pay for that opportunity. Because he's going to tap into, if he's a smart um, uh, owner, he's going to want to tap into whatever he's giving you because he knows he's giving you something. Now, after a while, people start to abuse that situation because they're coming in now and they say, listen, I'm buying, and I'm talking about small building now, say four family, a four family, say running about 600 and uh, 700,000 or 500,000 right now. Uh, 500,000 is very, is very cheap. So you would say about 750,000 now. Um, and you're going in there to, to, uh, to, to purchase it without no money down. The owner knows exactly that there are feel that there's going to be a problem because it didn't cost you anything to get into it. And so when, when you start to run into problems, financial problems, it's easy for you to walk away. And if he had the building and it was valued, say, uh, let's say it was valued 750000 at the time, and then you have it for about a year or so and didn't do anything to it to improve it. It's going to now work less than um, what 
he had, you know, you he, he was selling it for to you, and you create more damage, and, and and it's it's not a good way to for a serious investor to start. That's that yeah, that's what they call. It. And sometimes it's not because you would want to do it, but because circumstances force you into that situation. Mm -hmm. um, so buying um, with no money down, it's, it's not something that I, I advise. As a matter of fact, I had people who come to me and ask me about a particular building that they wanted and they wanted with no money down. And I tell them, listen, you're, you're with the wrong broker. I am not going to be indulging that because a lot of that was going on in 2007 and, um, and 2006, 2000, yeah, yes, around that time when the market was just out of whack, prices was going up. And what happened is that appraiser would go in and, and value over, over, over price the house. And then now you are getting it to buy at a certain price. So you actually get in the, the building with a certain amount of equity. But it's really the house really or the building really doesn't value that. It's the appraiser who value it. I know the bank is gonna put out that money for it. And what happened, these people get the money and they get the money, uh, get the building. Then they go for a loan on the building. So let's say the let's say the building was selling for seven hundred and fifty thousand, and um, the appraiser appraised it for eight hundred and fifty thousand. That's what the person was looking now to get a hundred thousand down. Uh, you going in? He's getting. $100,000 more than what he was asking. So because of that, you would be able to go in and borrow that money off the building because the building have equity. And then you'd use that money to fix the building, to do whatever work you, you need to do on the building to make it really worth more and to generate uh, um, income from the rental. Now, what happens sometimes people do that and then they, they wind up getting the cash and they spend it out, overspend and they do all kind of crazy things and then they didn't move, do anything, they wind up in debt. They can't meet the mortgage, they can't pay the bank wherever they get that money from to borrow and they run into trouble and the man is back two years later with the same building. And, and the building is run down even worse. If he gave it to you with 20 tenants, now he may be up just 12 tenants because you weren't servicing those tenants properly and they all move out. And people, you have, you have people start going in, in there, homeless people start going in there and so, and then you're gonna have a problem getting up. So it's, most people would not want to do that with, with, um, with that. No with, yeah. However, if there are certain um, certain parts of the country where I think maybe uh, it's, it's down in Detroit, I think, where the city was in big trouble, uh, a lot of investors leave, 
and it's, the city had a lot of um, houses and property that they have in stocks. And so they wanted to, to rebuild, restart. And so they were giving you a lot of opportunity. Now, places like that with a good reputation, and when I say good reputation, a good credit score um, and a good business, um, um, uh, someone can vouch for you that you're a good businessman. You can go in and get all those kind of deals because they know that you, you know, you're going to bring the, the building back. Mm-hmm. All right. There was a case on point just in, in Harlem. Um, Harlem at one time was selling the buildings up here very cheap because it was so random. And um, um, people, they were telling you that you could use a pay a dollar and get the building. Well, you know, so that's what that was the talk that you could give a dollar and get there. But then there was so much work to do. Now, I don't know if anyone who went in and just give a dollar and get the building, but there were people who had enough money to get the building way below the value and get to re- restart. And so they were able to get in and so forth. While other people who found out that this was going on were able to come in and outbid those people. And I mean, more wealthy people, I mean, come in and, and buy those buildings and so forth and, um, and get them. And then they, 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 um, the area becomes uh, much better now. What do you call it? Uh, we, um, what's there, there's, a, there's a term they use. The neighborhood? Hmm? Revitalized, revitalized. Revitalized and so forth. And so, you, and, and if you have connection with politicians, Sometimes you get great deals and, and it. but those are things that is not easily come by. Mm-hmm. If you're so, an average. Yeah, I was, sorry, finish what you were saying. No, if you're an average person who just, you don't know anyone and you just, you have a few dollars and you want to make some uh, start. And it all depends if you're really ambitious and really set yourself that this is what you want. You know, you're, you're passionate uh, uh, a it you are going to find, go out here and you're going to find the resources and people, you will run into people who can help you. People will give you, give you advice because some people look at you and they say, oh, is he doing that? Because oh, oh. I had a lot of opportunity after, after I got that first building. I, I, I would have been able to get another big building, but I was scared. I was scared to, 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 to take it on because I had a full-time job. I was working in corporate America at the time. And I was scared. I was scared about the first one. Because when I start, when I, when you start to go in and then take a look and see all the work that was there to do, it was difficult to take it on. Yeah. Cause it's like you a know? full-time job. Like that's like a business. <laughs> exactly. That's what it is. And yeah. then I I was thinking it's, oh, I did the wrong thing. I need to, and I talked to some other business people. And they and they drove by and they look and they saw it. They said, "Oh, Dudley, get out of it, get out of it." And I start to wonder why they wanted me to get out of it. And I remember my boss, who was the owner for the company, he saw it. He said, "Listen, get out of it, Dudley. Don't you know? Don't take it on." And I to myself saying, "I don't, I don't think I want to let it go because this must be a reason why he's telling me. He wants me to, to be." working for him for the rest of my life and, and I don't I don't think I want that so I'm gonna work with it 
But then they were uh, on the other hand, this guy would, every time I would want to back away, they, he tried to make it a little easier for me. Because he gave me like a three months where I did not, well, after to uh, finally close on the building, I got a three months relief that I didn't have to pay the mortgage for three months. See, But if he, he showed me on, you know, here's a lot of things you have to look for when you're going for commercial. You have, it's like you're buying, um, it's like you're buying a business. It's not like you're buying a residential home. Because you have to see the income of the building. You have to know the, the, um, uh, the whole financial the analysis. The, the financial analysis. You, you, How you much gotta, renovation costs is. Exactly. Maintenance the, the, costs. Income well, what, coming in on the rentals. I mean, all of those things you got to find. The problem, the plumbing, the, um, oh, forget about that. The plumbing, the, on the, 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 that's another story. Because those mm -hmm. buildings are old buildings that have been around. So sometimes some of those buildings are is empty for years and they're locked up. And the Jews are very smart because most of those buildings are owned by the Jews. And they, they just have it locked up. They're not selling it. Mm -hmm. What they're doing, they're holding it. Because they've been around, they know that at some point in time, prices is going to reach to a level where they will demand certain things, certain price. But right now, it's not the time. So you inquire about it now. It just locked up there, empty building, just locked up. Before we close that, I'm dying to know, like, you know, how did you financially and mentally prepare yourself to get your first building, your first commercial property? <clears throat> well, 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 um, financially, I was prepared because I had the down payment. You had 30% down payment ready. Well, well, it, well, it, it wasn't fully 30%, but I got a break from the person who was selling because you know, that's what, that's another important thing. The keys in negotiating. Mm -hmm. You have to learn how to negotiate. And, um, and they were able to accept less than that 30%. However, I had, I was making a big income. I was, you know, remember now I was making over hundred thousand dollars. So uh, that is just another expense uh, to me that it wouldn't affect me. So I was able to do it. But as soon as I took it over, I start to see, wow, a lot more <laughs> than what I thought it was because they're telling me, um, let's say, I can't remember the exact number now, but they're telling me I'm bringing in $7,500 every month. But this is what is expected to bring in, $7,500. It's not really bringing in $7,500, no. I probably, I look if I collect $4,000 because those are the people they're always late, they, they never pay. They, 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 they six, six months, they, they're there and you can't collect any rent. And the, the way of the law is, it's set up to give the, the, the tenants a little break. Cause your, because your commercial property had some residential parts to it, right? Cause I'm thinking if it's a full commercial, like for example, the property that mommy had her hair salon Mm -hmm. And you're dealing with businesses. I don't know how they could get away with not paying rent. <laughs> no, they're, they're up, no, upstairs, they could. Upstairs, they could. 
because they have a regular uh, a regular residential lease apartment yeah upstairs yes so so down in your you know the commercial part is a, is a commercial lease that's different it's mm -hmm. easier to to get a, a commercial um, um tenant out than a residential because then you're making the place homeless the city don't doesn't want that the mm -hmm. course doesn't want to go so they're going to try hard to help them they, they do they have um they, they have systems set up to help those those people but people run into trouble some right. people just abuse the system so financially uh, that's how i was able to because i was able to go into my pocket both a year into the building um i tried to see if i could get a loan from the bank and the bank told me no they turned me down they said no you just started a business in one year. You have to do. You have to be around uh, in the business for two, at least three years. Two, two, three years before you could get any money. Yeah. So I said, "Wow, what am I going to do?" So now I have to start fixing and using money from my pocket. Every month I have to be using money from my pocket to to make building, and and then still trying to get these people that owed me money it wasn't easy it was really tough even with all of what you're saying i'm so excited i can't wait to buy property now <laughs> like you just ooh, i just i can't that's like the next thing i want to do right after i get off this call <laughs> yeah negotiating and um yes that that that's that's what this, it is you have to this be is like entrepreneurship on steroids like you in the big dogs like league now well, like <laughs> well, yeah, and you know what it is to sam is that i am determined to make it mm -hmm. i am determined to make it whatever it takes i have this fire in my belly that i've got to make money i have got to be able to live well i have i got i want my kids them to go here i want my kids them to get a good education I, I I don't want to be at the bottom of this this, this scale, mm -hmm. and so whatever it takes, you know. And 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 when I did buy that um for that building, the first building, that was my first real estate transaction. I had bought uh, about two other um single family homes already, so I started to look into all that is, you know, and all that. But sometimes it, it, it's hard to ask certain people for advice, some of your peers, because some people is like some people who are doing good, they probably don't want you to, to take that leap. They want to just keep you down there. So they will tell you, oh man, that, that is a better off paying rent. <laughs> oh, that's a tough business. Everybody was, oh, don't go into that business. Don't go into that business. And when I bought it and I, 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 I finally get it and i was so proud of myself i owned this big building and i i knew somebody who was living here for all many years and i took her to look at it and so forth and she asked me she said why did you buy it over here no she said why did i buy it here listen i buy the building anywhere i could get a building to buy <laughs> you understand she you can't go could, I, she doesn't uh, she she's paying rent for for many 30 40 years she's been living here and she's been paying rent and i i don't have the money to go and buy uh, the building into um in manhattan 
<laughs> so you got to start from somewhere. Yeah. You see? And then you gradually, you gradually upscale, you gradually, you know, and this is what happened. She was, she was missing those things. But it was a downer when I, when I showed it to her and I was expecting to say, oh, Alvin, you're, you know, you're doing good. You know, that is so nice of you. You, you, you just got here and look what, what you have. <laughs> no, she just, she put me right. Just, why did you buy it over there? And then of course, then later on you're in the business and then you start to hear now there's differences in owners. When you're an owner and you own a building like in Manhattan, you're, you're, you're like a big landlord. But when you buy a building and you're into the poor neighborhood, you're looked upon and, and called slumlord. Yeah, heard that. <laughs> you see? So, but you can't, you can't pay attention to all of those things. You know what you want. Mm -hmm. So that first building there was, 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 was hard. But the second building now we bought again um, on Jamaica Avenue, that was easier because we had, we had oh, we, we put down more than, um, almost more than 30%, because that time I had a lot of money. And your mother uh, put up a hundred thousand dollars. So we, we got that building for a decent price because the guy was the guy was in problem, and we were able to get it. Mm 